The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Yoma has been dedicated in memory of Mazal Bat Esther Baghdadi and Yosef Ben Mazal Baghdadi by their family. Ruach Hashem Tanihem Began Eden. Amen. Today's daf has been dedicated by North Fork Bank and its private banking department with Gabriel Safti. Hashem Ishmedehu Bihayehu. We would like to thank North Fork Bank and urge our listeners to patronize this generous financial institution. On a uh, private note, we'd like to thank Mr. Gabriel Safti for his continued support for all our programs here at uh, Daf Yomi, Torah Learning Resources, and the Torah Center. Today's Daf has been dedicated in memory of Yosef Ben Mazal and Shalom Rafael Ben Mazal. Ruach Hashem Tanihem Began Eden Amen. Today's daf is being studied on Nishmat Abraham Ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanihenu Began Eden Amen. We start today on Pegim Al Amud Bet, and we are three lines from the bottom. So if you remember, we learned in our Mishnah a machloket between Tarakama and Rab Matya. Ben Harash Regarding if somebody was bitten by a wild dog Can you feed him from the liver of the infected dog? It seems that that was indeed a refu'ah in the olden days For such a situation So Tanakama says no you can't Because since obviously the liver of the dog is taref Mm. We can't feed somebody taref on a type of uh, the, on a type of uh, procedure that is not really uh, conclusive that it's going to heal the patient. Whereas Abatiyah ben Ahlas says no, feeding the patient from the diseased liver will cure the patient, and therefore you can give it to him conclusively in order to save the patient's life. It should be pointed out that uh, the doctor Louis Pastor, the one that. Uh, figured out the concept of immunization, inoculation. The story is told that there was a great rabbi in Paris at the time, uh, Dr. Rabinovich, who interpreted the Talmud into French. And he gave a copy to his friend, Dr. Louis Pasteur. And he read this Gemara in French, and Pasteur testifies that it was this Gemara that motivated him and inspired him to start thinking in terms of putting some of the disease in the patient in order to bring the recovery. And that's today immunization, where they take a, a, a weak strand of the, whether it's the flu or whether it's the, the other type of disease, and from that comes the cure. And that's what our Gemara is really saying. You take from the diseased uh, dog and you give it to the patient. So you see, everything is in our Talmud. Comes the Gemara and says, we have a bright there are five telltale signs that are told regarding how to recognize a kelev shoteh, a wild dog, or a kelev shoteh, a sickly dog. Number one, piv patua, his mouth stays open, viriron his three, which is like the saliva, drips down, 
his ears are big and they are folded over, meaning they droop down. His tail sags down also between his legs. And he doesn't walk in the middle of the street, he just walks on the sides of the street. And some say he also barks, but you can't hear him when he's barking. And therefore, that's already the sign that you have to know you're dealing with a kid of Shoteh. So the Gemara says, What makes a kid of a kid of Shoteh? How does it happen? Gemara gives two opinions. Ladies that are involved in witchcraft, so they use their witchcraft on these dogs, and that makes them kilavim shotim. She says, which means they they uh, try out their magic on the dogs, and that makes them kilavim shotim. Shmuel Amar Ruach Raha Shore Alav. That the Shmuel says that the Ruach Raha is a bad spirit that attacks these dogs like a demon, and that makes them kilavim shotim. My Benai, what's the difference? Ika Benai, the difference is lemiktele bedabar and nizrak. How do you kill such a dog? So the Nafkamah is going to be that according to the opinion that says there's a Ruach so we don't want you to come in contact with the dog when you kill because you're going to come in contact with it which is for example so you take a sword right? and you lance the dog bottom line you're coming into contact with the dog the shed can go on the person that's killing the dog. Wow. So then we have to kill it from a distance. I mean, you take something, you throw it at it, and you kill it like that. However, according to the one that says, Kashfaniyot, the Kashfaniyot, the Chaura, from Rashi, you can kill it even with your hands. That's going to be the Nafkamina. According to Rabbeinu Eliakim, he says the opposite. He says, the one that's uh, possessed by Ruach Ra'a, that you can kill from, from distance, meaning throwing something at it. But the one that has Kishuv, can't kill it at all because since it's possessed with um, you know black magic and uh, there's all types of uh, uh, kishu, so therefore you get affected anyway. So therefore you cannot get involved with that dog at all. That's the way the Ben Eliakim understands. The end nugain boklal hoil vedavar kishufu. That's his lashon. Comes again when I tell Tanya Kivale this morning. We have a brighter to support Shemuel that a kelev shoteh is a dog that is possessed by a ruach When you kill that dog, you only kill it by something that is thrown, meaning you don't kill it directly. Somebody that brushes up against this wild dog, Mr. Kin, it is dangerous. Just by you brushing up against it. Dinhitle and somebody that's bitten by such a dog, Mayat. Then already you can bring even death. So comes Gibran says, if somebody brushes up against it, he puts himself in danger, might what's the takanamini? How do you cure yourself from such a thing? Nishlah mane. So he should first take off the garments that he's wearing. And throw them in front of him, hat, and then he should run. And the Bach continues, like the story of the that he brushed up against one of these dogs in the marketplace. So he sent off his clothes. He took off his clothes, and he ran. Amar, he said, Ki I fulfilled in myself the Pasuka Hokma Tehaye Baalea. 
Wisdom brings life to its owner, which means because I knew this remedy. trick and remedy, how to cure yourself from brushing up against the Caleb Shoteh, so it saved, it saved him, not saved his life, it just took him out of Sakana. Didn't beat Lemayit, if somebody's bitten by a Caleb Shoteh, he dies. My Takate, so what is the Takana? Amar Abaye, Niti Mashka, let him take the skin, the Apad Dikhra. So some learn Apad Dikhra is, that's the way the Bible. Yakim says, Kof Zakhar. That will be a male monkey. V'nikhtov aleha. And write on the skin, Ana planya bar planita. I, so and so, the son of so and so. Am shecha de apad dechra kativ. I am writing this on the uh, skin of the male monkey. Alach, on you I am writing. Kanti, kanti, kliros. The Amri la Kandi Kandi Klurus. Ya Ya Hashem Sevaot Amen Amen Sela. So this is a type of lahash that you write on the uh, on the skin. Again, there's no interpretation why exactly you're writing these words, but this is the sigula, how to get rid of the disease. Now what do you do? Vinishlechinu lemane and take the clothes that you were wearing. And go bury them in the uh, in, in in a place. The Baal says beparashat derachim, meaning at the crossroads. For twelve months, shata of the year. After twelve months, nafkiinu take them out. Vinaklinu and burn the clothes betanura in an oven. Vinadirinu leketme and scatter the ashes of the clothes. A parashat derachim on the street. Vehanak tresal yerchesata. Now during those twelve months that you're waiting, kishatemaya when you're drinking water, lo lishte don't drink ela biguftad den hasha. Only drink it through a straw, meaning like a copper straw. Dilma chaze beboad deshida. Because maybe when he's going to look in the glass if he's drinking water, he might see his reflection, or actually he's going to see the reflection of the shed of the possessed animal of the possessed uh, dog. Vinistakin is to put himself in danger. The story of Ababar Marta, who Ababar Minyurme, he is also Ababar Minyume. Some say Ababar Marta, Marta was his mother and Minyume was his father. His mother made for him a golden straw. Now, the explanation is because if he's going to look in the cup, he might see the shed's uh, uh, reflection by using a straw, so it's removed. It's it's, it's away from the cup, so he won't see it. The Ramban says in Humash, a famous Ramban that writes that if somebody, let's say, is bitten by a a wild dog, he says Yadua that that person now has the poison in him. If he goes, let's say, to the bathroom and he goes in a clear place. He, and he looks in the bowl, he will see the image of small little dogs, like in the, uh, in the Meraglaim itself. And therefore it seems that even, he says, thinking about the dog can bring the poison back, which is even having an imagery in his brain of the dog that bit him can cause already uh, him uh, Mozart. So therefore, the Gemara is saying over here, that don't even look in, because when you look in, could be you're going to see those images of the dogs again into the water, and therefore that's going to already reawaken the Shadim, and that could be harmful to him.
I'm just going to read the Ramban's Lashon very quickly. Yadua medarkei refuot shekol mishuchei ba'alei ha'eres yestakenu berotam otam when you look the actual item that bit you or berot demutam or an image of that item. Ad ki nishuchei ha'kelev ha'shotev Somebody got bit by one adon v'chen sh'ara behemot ha'shotod im yabitu b'mayim yireh lahem sham bebo'at ha'kelev o ha'mazik v'yamutu the doctors are careful not to even say the word snake or dog in front of the patient or the victim that was bitten. In any way, the Gemara continues. Kansi Gemara says, Ve'od Amar Rav Matya. Mishnah said another case of Rav Matya, where a person has a hashash in his garon. He has a certain disease in his throat. We explained it that that was a gum disease that spreads through his mouth and eventually goes to his throat, ends up in his intestines, and that can be very dangerous. So he said, you're allowed to take medicine for this on Shabbat. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Yohanan Hajj B'Safidna. Rabbi Yohanan himself had this disease. It's called Safidna. She says, Holy Ashinaim starts in the teeth and the gums Right, it ends up in the intestines and it is dangerous. Azal Gabada So he went to a certain lady, a Goya, who had the remedy for such a disease. Avdale Milta. So she did for him the procedure Hamsha on Thursday, Umale Shabbeta, and on Friday. So the rabbi said, the Yohanan says, which means, what's going to happen on Shabbat? Meaning, I can't come to you on Shabbat because I'm delivering the shi'ur to the Talmudim. So therefore, you got to give me the, uh, the medicine. You have to give me the secret recipe in order that I'll know how to cure myself on Shabbat. So she says, don't worry, Lord Sirichat. You're not going to need it. Already you're cured. So the rabbi says, But if I do need it, what am I going to do? I mean, you're putting my, you're putting me in danger. So So she says to the rabbi, You have to swear to me that what? That you're not going to tell the law, that you're not going to reveal the secret. It means if I give you the secret recipe of this medicine, you got to swear to me you're not going to tell anybody. Okay? Actually, I got the Bach. If you want to read the Bach inside, he adds a couple of words there. Amra le ishtabali le elahadi Israel. Swear to me in the name of the God of Israel, the Lom Maglit. Okay, that you're not going to reveal it. Ishtabala le elahadi Israel. He swore to the God of Israel, Lom Megalia, that he's not going to reveal it. And what did he do? Galyale, and he ended up going and he revealed it. Where did he reveal it? it says Nafak Darsha. He actually went and said it in the Shi'ur. I mean, that Shabbat, when he went to the Shi'ur, he taught all his Tamidim, this is the Rifuaf, you have this, uh, this item. Again, Nafak Darsha bin Perkas. What do you mean? He made a swear. How can he reveal it if he made a swear to so the Gemara says, Le'elahad Yisrael lo megalina. 
Yeah, he said that I'm not going to reveal it uh-huh. to the God of Israel. But to the people of Israel, I'm going to reveal it. Which is when he made the Shavuah, he said, yeah, I'm not going to reveal it to the God of Israel. And the God of Israel knows it already. I'm not going to reveal it to him. He knows it already. So the Gemara says, yeah, but there's a Hanul Hashem over here. Why is it a Hanul Hashem? Because bottom line, the Goyah is going to think that the rabbi made a swear, and he broke his swear. That's the Hanul Hashem over here. Not, what is she going to say? The problem is over here, it looks like he committed an Isur. That's what says. He told her right after he made the swear. He was very clear that I made a swear that I'm not going to reveal it to the God of Israel. Therefore, she knew from the beginning that the rabbi really was not swearing. And therefore she did not think he broke a swear. He was very clear to what he did. Therefore there was no Kailul Hashem. Comes Gibran and says, My Avdali, okay, what is the cure? What is the cure for this disease called Safidna? Comes Gibran says, you take the water of Seor. It seems you take like yeast and you soak it in the water. Now the water becomes Meseor, Shemen, Zayt, olive oil and Salt. Rabbi Yemar Amar Seor Gufei. You take the yeast itself. Shemen Zayt, Umelach, Olive Oil and Salt. Rabbi Yemar Amar Mishcha De Gadfa De Abza. What is that? That she says Shomen Moach. You take the Moach. That's the um, the marrow. Etsem Katan of the small bone Shibirosh Knafa Of. That's at the tip of the wing of the uh, of the bird. Uh, that's uh, called the avaz uh, would be like the uh, the duck sacha oto sedaav and he uh, smears it on his sedaav on his uh, temples of his uh, of his uh, head i tried all these remedies all these different versions velo itsai and i did not get cured ad amal until a certain Arab came and told me, I take take an olive pit, that did not reach one third of its growth, and burn it in the fire, over a new shovel or a hoe, meaning put it over the, the flame in a new shovel, the adbik, and smear now the uh, the ointment that you have on the row, the ashes on the row of your teeth, and that'll cure you. And indeed it cured him. Comes the Gemaran says, Well, where does this come from? How does a person uh, get this disease called Safidna? So the Gemara says, When a person eats very, very hot bread made from wheat. And when he eats the uh, leftovers of fried fish that are fried with uh, a breading of flour, and he does not eat it, he leaves them overnight. And he eats them the next day. So they stayed overnight, these fish, and you eat them the next day, so you get this disease. The Gebaran Abu Dazar has a different kirsa. The Gebaran says if you eat very, very cold bread. So therefore, it's about, look at exactly, is it very, very hot or very cold? Or maybe it's both. But that's the kirsa in Masikat Abu Dazar. 
Furthermore, the Gemara continues, Umay simmane, which means, uh, what's the signs? How do you know that you have this disease? Kirame midi bechachia, when he puts food in his mouth and it touches his teeth, and he starts to bleed, which is what's his gums start to bleed when he's eating, then you know already you have the onset of this disease. Comes Rabbi Yochanan Gemaran says, Rabbi Yochanan, Kihash besafidna avad ache beshabeta beitzeh. Says Rabbi Yochanan himself, when he had this disease, he would do the remedy even on Shabbat, as we explained, because it was sakana, so he was able to cure himself even on the Shabbat. Rabbi Yochanan, hechi avid ache. He didn't do it on Shabbat because he didn't have the recipe. Because he was teaching the Talmudim. So he asked the, the lady, could you give me the uh, recipe so I could do it myself? But she said you wouldn't need one Shabbat. So she didn't, he didn't believe her. He said, and if I do need it. So comes again what Aaron says, Rabbi Yochanan, hechi avid which means, oh, well, how did Rabbi Yochanan, he's going to be mechalet Shabbat, which is not going to take medicine on Shabbat. What's he doing? Amalav Nachman, but he's like, Shari Safidna. This is the Zid called Safidna. That's different. Why? It starts as, let's say, a disease in the mouth. But if it's not treated, it goes all the way down to the intestines. That already could be sakana. Amade rafiqiyabar abad Rabbi Yohanan. Keman, Rabbi Yohanan, who is he going like? Kerabi Matya bin Harash. He must be following the Matya bin Harash, who is the author of our Mishnah. Because what did he say? Tamara Hoshesh Befiv. Somebody that has this disease in his mouth, which is Safidna. Matirin lo sam b'shabbat. So therefore, you have to say that what's going like when Matya ben Harash. So comes Gemara and says, Amar le sheani omer bezu velo be'acheret. Nashi sheani omer bezu modim lo hachamim shayar fu'ah. Then you have to change that lambid vav to a lambid aleph. Lo bekelif shoteh b'chasar kavet shelo, which means. When Rabbi Yohanan said this, I hold even like the rabbis. When the rabbis argued on the Matya bin Harash in the Mishnah, the Matya took about two cases. Number one, giving the, the guy that got bitten by the dog the liver. And then he talked about giving the psalm for the guy that has this disease in his mouth on Shabbat. If you remember the Mishnah, Rabbanan came along and said, and I quoted in the Mishnah, um, Rabbanan said, So the argument was only by the dog case. The other They're the rabbis didn't argue. So therefore, it's only an argument by the dog case. They didn't argue by the case of the Hoshesh Bepe. And then let's read that Nashi again. When Nashi says, Sha'ani Omer, Bezu, Always agree by the case of the mouth that it's a refuah. Velo, and not bekelif shoteh ba'asek kavet shelo. Because when it comes to that, they say that's not a conclusive refuah. So if I'm going like everybody, I'm not only going like the matzah, I'm going like even like the hakamim. So the Gemara says, Lema Messiah, let's prove, bring a proof that what? That the rabbis agreed to the Matya, they can give the Rifu'ah for this holy Bapeh even on Shabbat. Misha Achazo Yarkon. Yarkon, as she says, holy Shepanam Murikot. It's a type of disease that his face 
turns colors like a, a yellowish green. We call that like a jaundice or hepatitis. Ma'achilin oto basar hamor. You can even feed him the meat of a donkey. Mishin eshacho kelev shoteh. He got bitten by a wild dog. Ma'achilin oto makasar kaved shoteh. Feed him from the lobe of the kaved uh, is the liver. Ve'achoshesh befiv. And somebody has this disease in his mouth. Matirin lo sam b'shabbat. You can give him this medicine on Shabbat. Devrer of Matya ben Haraj. Ve'achamim omrim. Be'elu en ba'em mishum refu'ah. Now, in these... There's no refuah. I mean, these items are not healing. And therefore you cannot do them on Shabbat. Now from the fact that he says these, he must be coming to exclude. These as opposed to something else. When the Hakimim said these are not considered refuah, what is he coming to exclude? says, Fine. Love, must be coming to exclude the case of Sam, which means the banana army only on two cases. On the case where the guy got bitten by the uh, the dog, the rabbi say no refuah. Or in the first case where the person got yarkon, they say that uh, there's no refuah. But what? In the case of Hoshish Pepeh, the rabbis will agree. That's what they meant when they said, Hakamim Be'elu and Ba'em. In these, meaning two out of the three, no, but one of them, we agree. Kibbutz says, no, no, that's not what they were talking about. Which means, really, on all three cases, I'll tell you the rabbis hold, there's no refuah. Oh, so which case do they hold, there is refuah? To bloodlet for the disease called Srunki. Now, what is this Srunki? So that she says, um, he gives it the name, and what it really is is a type of, let's say, asthma where a person is not able to breathe properly, is, uh, let's say, his breathing uh, passages close up. So therefore, they say that by bloodletting, that's a good refuah. You can even do it on Shabbat for the Srunki. So Gebra says, how can I miss the bra? It makes sense to say like that. Why did Tanya give a bright shloshad? The Rima Marabish Rabbi Rabbi The three things that the Bishop Rabbi Yosei said: Sheshama, Mishum, Rabbi Matya ben Harash. Three halakot that he heard from Rabbi Matya ben Harash. Number one, Makizin Dam the Shlunki b'Shabbat. Number one, on Shabbat you could bloodlet for the disease called Shlunki. Umichel is called Kelim Shoteh. Kabe by a wild dog, machirino to mahasar kabe chelo. You feed him from the lobe of the liver. Vachoshesh, befihin, has that disease in his mouth. Matilin lo, sam be shabbat. Vachamim omrim, be'elu en bahim mishum refuah. So the rabbis regarding these three, they came along and said, be'elu, in these there's no refuah. Be'elu le me'otemai. What is that be'elu coming to exclude? La'atmai, lab atarte. Batraita. So it must be coming to exclude what? The last two. I mean, there's three cases in that Batraita. You have the case of the Slunki, you have the case of the wild dog, and you have the case of the Hoshish Pepe. The rabbis come along and say what? It's coming to exclude. Which, which ones are we coming to exclude? The last two. Implying that what? They agree with uh, Rabbi Tia when it comes to Slunki. So they give us the Ulu No. And it's not coming to exclude the First case. So then we see why the rabbis agree that Srunki can be cured on Shabbat by bloodletting. To that the Gemara says, No, no. 
Atarti deresha kamaita. I can say that the rabbis are arguing on the batya on the first two cases. On the Srunki case, that you can't do it on Shabbat, and on the second case, which is the Kenneth. And it's coming to agree on the last case. Now we're back to a proof that the rabbis really agree when it comes to the case of Hoshesh, that really you can do it for on Shabbat. So the government says, wait, so that's really not conclusive. Again, we didn't bring a proof, it's just not conclusive. I mean, you're trying to tell me it's the first two, I can tell you it's the last two. And the last two, I can tell you it's the first two. The point is, we didn't bring a proof yet. How does Rabbi Yohanan know that the rabbis agree to Rabbi Matyab bin Harash when it comes to Hoshesh Pepeh that you can take the medicine on Shabbat? Tashema, so come, we're going to bring you a proof of The lady that was pregnant, that she smelled food on Yom Kippur. So you feed her until her spirit comes back. Somebody got bitten by a wild dog. Eventually, feed him from the liver of the diseased dog. Somebody has a disease in his mouth. That's Matya's opinion. Which means, in this case, uh, but not in a, another case. Now, what do Hagami mean when they say Bezu? Meaning, we agree with you in this case, Rabbatya, but not in a, another case. So the Gemara says, Ahaya. Which, which case are the rabbis coming out of the way to say, in this we agree with you? If they're coming to say, we agree with you about the pregnant lady that smells something on Kippur, they can feed her. Peshita. What do you mean? Of course. That's obvious. Ubra, Bihika, Amar, Delo. Did we find an opinion that argues by Obra? Everybody agrees by the Obra. So therefore, I don't need the rabbis to come along and say, Bezu, we agree with you. Of course, who, why should I even think they argue by the lady that's pregnant on, on Kippur? We didn't see anybody that argues. Elalab uh, Asam. Must be going on the Sam case. Meaning what? The rabbis say, Bezu, we agree with you. Meaning, on the case of Hoshesh Bapeh, we agree. Now, why don't you say maybe it's going on this other case? Maybe it's saying Bezu in the case of the dog. We agree with you. Can't be. Because in our Mishnah, the rabbis clearly argued on the case of the dog. If you remember in our Mishnah, the, the, the Batyah quoted the case of the dog, and clearly the rabbis on that case said, no way, it's not considered a conclusive nifu'ah. So therefore, what is the bizu going on? An ubra, Peshita. Ela must be going on. Sam. That what the rabbis are saying, we agree with you when it comes to the sam, that you can take it on Shabbat. Therefore, we have a proof positive. Shema minah. Therefore, the Yohanan that took the medicine on Shabbat was following, Kuli Abba was following all opinions. Comes the Gemara and says, Rab Amar Matniti Namidaika. Our Mishnah is also Meduyeket, that the rabbis only argue on Rab Matya by the case of the dog. How? If you remember the, the style, just get the style in your brain of the Mishnah. Rabbi started off, you get bitten by a dog, you can't do it on Shabbat. Rabbi Tia says you can, period. Ve'od, Amar Rabbi Tia, and all more so, by Rabbi Tia said, Hoshesh Bepiv. 
Now, if the rabbis argued on both, they should have waited to state their comments after both cases. They only commented regarding the first, first case. Which is put both cases together, meaning, let both cases. Guy got bit by a dog. A guy that got the Pepe. I say you can't take the medicine. The rabbi should say, and I say in both cases you can't. For the fact that it didn't do that, shmat minat, the rabbi's only argue by the case of the dog, and not by the case of the Hoshesh Bebe. Comes the Gemaran continues. Mepenesh Safek Nefashotu. Now, if you remember the Lashon of the Mishnah, the Mishnah, so the reason why you can take these medicines on Shabbat is because of the issue of Safek Nefashot. Because it's an issue of Safek that his life is on the line. They're called Safek Nefashot to Haita Shabbat. And then the, 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 the Mishnah, in a superfluous language, says, and you should know that all uh, Safek Nefashot is to Haita Shabbat. Well, that, that's obvious. What do you mean? We know the rules that uh, that uh, that uh, it's Duhai Shabbat. What is the Mishnah to come along and add an extra statement? You should know because Safek Nevazor Duhai Shabbat. What's that extra Lashon? That the Gemara says Lamali Tule Memar Bechol Safek Nevazor Duhai Shabbat. What is the Mishnah have to come and repeat the Lashon Bechol Safek Nevazor Duhai Shabbat? Just say Safek Nevazor Nakel Obnish Safek Nevazoti. That Gemara says. Amar Rav Yuda, Amar Rav. Lo safek Shabbat zu bilvad amru. Hadus is like this. The case is talking where there's no safek for this Shabbat that he's taking the medicine. El afilu safek Shabbat acheret. The safek is going to be, for example, the next Shabbat. Wait, what's, the, what's the scenario? It's got the case. It's the Gemara says, Hechi Dame, what's the case? Kegon, the Amdua Litemanya Yome. The doctors gave him a an assessment that he's going to need Refuah for eight days. Rashi says, Rofim la Asotla Refuah Shimonayim. He's going to need an eight day uh, medicine. Right? The Yoma Kama Shabeta. And the first day that he has to start taking the medicine is Shabbat. That means he's going to have to take the medicine for two Shabbatot, right? Maudetemas, I would have thought, li'akev ad le'urta. Maybe let him start taking the medicine, Motzei Shabbat. Because anyway, right now, this Shabbat, you're not in danger. You're not dying this Shabbat. So what's the difference? Why do you watch instead of taking the medicine? Let him take the medicine, Motzei Shabbat. At least he'll only have to be mehalel one Shabbat. No, that once already he's in a situation of danger, even though it's not imminent for that first Shabbat, still you don't wait until the until the evening. You take the medicine immediately on the Shabbat itself, even though it's going to come out, you're taking medicine on two Shabbatot, still because it's a situation that could lead to Pikuah Nefesh a week later, so you start now the Tibul immediately. Why? Because you don't want to take any chances to start it later, it could become more dangerous. To that, so that's what the Gemara is saying. The Gemara is coming along to say when it says, I'm sorry, when the Mishnah says, um, the repetition is coming along to say, not only if it's on the Shabbat per se, but even if it's a Safik, 
for the next Shabbat, we let him take it this Shabbat, during that I have to wait till the end. That's the superfluous language to come include this scenario. Comes the Gemara and continues. Tanya, Nami, okay, we have a Braita to support this concept. Mehamin, Hamin, Lechole, Bishabbat. Person is sick on Shabbat, it is permissible to warm up water for the sick patient on Shabbat. Ben Lashkoto, whether you're going to give him the water to drink, Ben Lehavroto, or whether you're going to use it to bathe him. Rashi says Lehavroto, Rechitza, Sheme Yabri Me'elav, which means maybe just by giving him the Rechitza, by bathing him, that will cause him to get a nifuah. That will get him healthy. Right? The Mepharshi point out of it, L'havroto l'tzumah l'architzo k'del l'chazek evarav. It strengthens his limbs. Avapish t'l'chitza zush t'l'chizuk evarim em batzorek l'mehirut kol kach. Which even though it's really not medicinal or healing, v'aya l'anu l'omash t'l'amtin l'ad k'desh t'l'am l'shabbat. I would have thought maybe wait until Motsay Shabbat to give him this hot bath. Parama, it does make his bones uh, healthier, and therefore the Hadush is that you can do it on Shabbat itself. And that's what the Gemara says, four lines down. Not only on Shabbat itself, which is a Hadush, that you can bathe him on Shabbat, which means you can even do it on this Shabbat for the. Next Shabbat, same case, where the guy's uh, prognosis is he has to take the bed, the, 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 the flower for eight days. So then you might say, you know what, push the bath till Motzei Shabbat. Because anyway, nothing's going to happen this Shabbat. It says, Oh, a different case. We don't just say, wait until he gets healthy. Which means the same scenario. We don't say, we'll wait until he gets healthy. Once it's a safik nefeshon, even if the safik nefeshon is not imminent, even if the safik nefeshon is not going to happen until next week, still bottom line right now, you mechalel the Shabbat and give him the bath on that day. Comes the Gemara now and continues. Ve'en osin devarim ala'alu Lo al nukhrim Ve'lo al We have the word kutiyim The Gaume Vilna has the word ketanim Ela al Yisrael Very very important halakha Once we're giving a heter to do the fu'an Shabbat Because of pikuah nefesh You don't allow these jobs to be done Not by goyim if you have the Gerisah Kutiim, that means those quasi-converts. Or if you have the Gerisah Kitanim, which would be minors. So who's supposed to, who's supposed to be Mehalel Shabbat then for the sick patient? The Gemara says, Ela al Yisrael. The greatest Hakamim of Israel, they're the ones that are supposed to take the lead and Mehalel the Shabbat. Now, what is the uh, rationale over here? Why they're saying Davka al Yisrael? So the Mefarshim say over here, Va'afilu. I'm reading the uh, Rishonim over here. It's a great Mahloket Rishonim. Va'afilu yeshkan ketanim misumanim lagasotom miyad. Even if let's say it's ketanim, similarly you'd say, no, there's a katan there. Why should not a gadol be mehalel? Right? Let the uh, let the katan do it. No. Why? 
We're concerned that what well, maybe there's going to be a pressing case of pikuah and there's not going to be a katan available. They're going to say, oh, we got to go go find the katan. In the interim, when they're going to look for a katan, what's going to happen? Oh, so then the Rishonim asks, when it comes to us giving birth, the Alakha says, whatever you could do on Yedeh Shinui, do it on Yedeh Shinui. She needs oil. We say, carry the oil at the lady, put the oil in her hair. And then when they get there, they'll squeeze it out, things like that. By doing it on Yedeh Shinui, it's not going to cause any delay. But if you're going to start now going to look for goyim and ketanim So that's the opinion of the Tosfot Arosh. The whole logic of this Gemara is why do you do it Ayyadeh Gedolei Yisrael? Why do you do it Ayyadeh Gedolei Yisrael? Because for the next time we don't want uh, a delay in the uh, in the situation. Let's find the goy, let's find the katan. That's Tosfot Arosh. However, there's another opinion here. Others explain like this. Others explain like this. That's the Tosfot read. Tosfot is Islam. The only reason why the Gemara is saying you don't got to go do these Goyim and Ketanim because they're not available. We don't want to waste time. But if they're available, Vada'i, you should use them before you use a Gedolei Yisrael or Bnei Yisrael. So therefore you see the great Mahloket. According to the first Epistles Fatoros, you use the Gedolei Yisrael under all circumstances. You don't, you don't go use Kedim, even if the Kedim are there. Why? What's the logic? Gezerah for the next case. According to Fatoros, no. If the Kedim are there, the Goyim are there, of course use them. All this Gemara is saying, don't delay, and it goes to trying, finding Gedolim, I mean Ketanim and Goyim. Look at the Tantos 4. Ela b'Gedolim Yisrael, ve'afinu hechad de'efshar b'nukhri. Tantos 4 says, even if the Nukhri is available, mitzvah b'Yisrael. Tantos 4 gives a different reason. Shem yit'atse l'nukhri v'lo y'ase v'yabodi de'sakana. We don't trust the Goyim. The Goyim might not do it the right way, might be lazy. And therefore, you got to do it ayyadeh, he says, it comes out this... Another sevara, even if the goy is there, dafka al yedeh Israel. Ve'en omrim yasu devarim alalu. Now we're not going to say that these things should be done. That gimel lo al pi nashim ve'lo al pi kutiim abal mitzarfin le'da'at acheret. So what does this mean? Rashi. Which means, if the nashim, ladies, or kutim, uh, they come along and say, meaning this patient uh, needs uh, help over here. I mean, it's there making the assessment over here. So the Rashi says, in Mehalin Alpim, their testimony, Nashim and Kudim, are not uh, enough in order to 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 Mehalin Shabbat. However, the Gemara says, "I'm mitzterfim le'da'at acheret." But you can use their opinion for tzinuf 
in a certain case. Which case? So that she says, "Avam mitzarfin le'data achayret kegon." Very important, Nashi. Shnayim omrim tsarich. Let's say you have two come along and say tsarich. Ushlosha omrim en tsarich. Three come along and say en tsarich. Ve'isha okuti omrim tsarich. And now to even up the score, hmm. you have an Isha or a Kuti, now it's three against three, Mitztarfin, Lemeheve, Palga, Upalga, Vesafek, Nefashot, Kulakim. Now this Rashi is very difficult to understand. Because we learned on yesterday's Dab, on the contrary, that when you have an Umdina of Safek Nefashot, you don't go with Deot. Which means you don't go, here you have two, here you have three. Doesn't matter when it comes to nifashot. Even if two say sarik and three say lot sarik, you go into two because the vashot like him. Now that she's turning the whole thing uh, over, that she's saying now hey, you have two against three, you can misterif a lady to make it three against three. Why do you have to make it three against three? Two say sarik, that should be enough. So this is actually the question. If you look at the Bach in uh, Aleph. Mistarfin le meheve palga u palga. Risham bizdove kashe. Hare bedaf pegim al mevoa. De besafek le fashot. Lo hazina matarov deot. You don't go according to opinions. Lak machidin otomiyad. Imken lamali le tsarev daat isha ukuti dare kishnai. Kishishnai morim sarich. When two say sarich av gimal orim lot sarich. Azinan lakel. That's a bad question again. Shita hatrashi. So he says, "Al kender eli kedihita b'gemara." So he explains like this: the case, kishishnaim omnim enosarich. Right when two say enosarich, ve'echad omer sarich, and one says sarich. He goes one. Right. The tzarik, it's tarfut isha, shomeret gam ken tzarik. Ba'avine palga u palga. Which means, you have to say, that's the case of the Gemara. Where it's one saying tzarik, and two saying lo tzarik. Now, in that case, we said you go with the two yeah. of lo tzarik. So the hadush is that you bring in the lady, and she can't be mistarev. Avak, kashishnayim im tzarik. That's the way the Bach immense Shitat Rashi. Now it should be pointed out that there are other opinions in how to learn this sugya. Uh, now Rashi says what he says, but there's other opinions how to how to learn. Um, some say like this. This is the Riva that a woman is no less reliable than a man when it comes to these matters. Which means his girsah was like this. En omrim, we don't say, we don't say, lo ya'asu devrim alalu apikutim v'nashim, aval mitztarfim leda'at acheret. Which means, it's trying to say, we do follow the assessment of a woman or a kuti. Which means, if one man agrees with her, we rely on their command opinion, even where it is contradicted by... Several men. Tanu Rabbanan. Mefakehin pikuach nefesh b'shabbat. Which means you contend to the manners of a sick person on Shabbat. Not you can. You have to. So that's an obligation. That's that is. That is a The more 
more zealous one is to go tend to these needs of the sick patients on Shabbat, he is praised. And the faster you act, the prayer more praiseworthy. You don't have to go get permission first from the Beit Din to go involve yourself in the Hailul Shabbat. Just go do it. Don't, don't, don't ask. So the Gebarah says, What's the case? Why would you think you have to go ask uh, Beit Din? Gebarah gives three cases. At midnight he saw a child that fell into the riyam, to the sea. Right away, he takes a net, throw the net down and catch the, uh, retrieve the child. Even though that by throwing down the net, you're going to catch fish. And catching fish on Shabbat is asur. So you might think, oh, you got to go ask the rabbi. Can I drop the net? Because now I'm going to catch the fish. Kamash Malan, don't worry about the fish. Now, look at Rashi's Lashon over here. She's, we're learning this from the extra words. Must be there was an issue over here besides the, uh, you know, the Pikuach Nefesh that we're dealing with, right? Which means, it's just as a Reza Meshubah. We have to tell me, and you don't have to take Meshubah in Beit Din. Ela, HaTalashmenan, She'afilu Hu Tzarich Ledavar. Oh, so that she says over Bikadush. It's mashma even if you need the fish. It sounds like the guy over here, he has a dual kavana now. He's going to save the chavis. You know what? Uh, once I'm throwing the trap down over here, I wouldn't mind uh, to catch some fish as well. So the hadush of the Gemara is that even if you have kavana, it's okay, because bottom line, your main intent is to save the child. And this is happening, Mimela. Now that's Shittat Rashi and there's other Yishunim that learn like that But there's many Yishunim that argue on this And they say, no, Hasbish Shalom The only time you're allowed to save the child Is if you have no Kavanah for the fish Ah, if you have a Psikrash, it's going to happen automatically Yeah, but my Kavanah is not for that I'm saving the child But once you have a Kavanah for the fish In a Kanamir, will be Patur, Aval, Asus So it's a great Mahlok that over here Keep in mind throughout all the cases that we're going to read now Is it even if you have Kavanah, Mutar? And now we go to the next case. Next case. Bamanana Tinok fell into the pit. So now already you start able to uh, uprooting some of the dirt, the sand next to the pit. It seems you can't get your footing to get into the pit. So you need to like uh, dig out a step in order to get in there. The quicker you do it, now, even though, let's say, digging on Shabbat is normally Isur, but uh, in this case, of course, you don't got to ask permission. Why would I have to ask permission? Even though you're fixing a step. Don't worry about this. Again, the same Mahlokit. Kabana or not Kabana. Another case. You see, Barmanan, a child got trapped behind the door. The door is locked. He's in the room there. Shuvra, break the door down, umutsio, and take the child out. Vazari, zareze, mishubah. The end, sarikli, tolri, shoot, mibetin. Why would I have to get the shoot? Vafagab, the chamichavin, mibar, beshife. 
Even though you're having kavanah that you need the wood for the door. Which means the guy's going to use the wood. What is he going to use the wood for? Either let's say he'll use it for a building or he'll use it for firewood. Now, this lashon over here is dafka according to the shitot that holds you can even have kavanah. Because look at the lashon, I got the kamikavin. Underline that word. That's dafka the shitot that hold even kavanah is mutar. But I want to point out those other ishonim that hold. Because we have kavanah tzasur, they have a different girsah in this kavanah. They do not have the word mechavin. They just have the ka. So therefore that Mechavin is subject to a Mahloket. Now, it should be noted there is a famous Yerushalmi. The Yerushalmi regarding the laws of Pikuah, Nefesh on Shabbat says the following. Hazariz Meshubah Vanish'al Vashu'el Hareze Shofech Damim which means the one that goes and does it, Shabbat, the one that asks, and the one that was asked, both are spilling blood. What's the explanation? The one that asks, of course you're spilling blood. Go, 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 save the patient. Instead, you, go, you don't know this? You should go save the patient. And the one that was asked, he's also spilling blood, because that means he didn't teach that achot. Which is, if somebody has to come and ask them this question, so already you're guilty. You didn't, you, these talakot you must teach already. Pikuah, nevesh, nevesh, shabbat. Now guys coming to the rabbi. Rabbi, I have a shayla. There's a guy uh, suffering. Uh, can I go save him? What do you mean? You rabbi. How come you didn't teach the people? They should have known this halakha. You're guilty as well. <coughs> Comes the gemara and continues. Next case. Mechabin umafsikin mepenea deleka b'shabbat. Now, this case says like this. There's a fire, but not on Shabbat. It's Mechabin. You're allowed to extinguish the fire directly. What is Mafsikin? You put, let's say, earthenware jugs filled with water. You line them up so when the fire comes, the jugs will explode and the water will put it out. And the faster you do it, the better. You don't got to get permission from Betin. Even though that uh, what you're gaining over here is you're flattening out the coals, let's say, by uh, putting out this uh, fire over here. Bottom line, now you're going to flatten out coals over here. It's preparing them for cooking and, you know, uh, heating. Still it is okay, because normally it's not about to make coals on Shabbat. Now the Tosfot over here is a very strong question. All these cases are the same. The Gemara is going to say what he knew all these cases for. But before we go further, there's a wrong question. The Gemara says you could extinguish the fire, or you could put it out indirectly. Of course, if I make me I'm able to put it out indirectly or mafsikin. So look at the second Tosfot. Mechabin or mafsikin mepneadeleka temali daavelezu veinsarik lomarzu. Right, the second case is in Sadiq Lomar. Kevan Dafil Khibuyeshare, Kosheke and Nafsik. Yeshlomar, Afilu the Atuye Kelim Derich Reshuta Rabim or Nafsik Bam. The Radush is that you can bring Kelim even carrying them into the Shuta Rabim to get them. That's the Radush. The Salka that Akamina, I would have thought the Dafka Lichibuyeshari. Maybe that doesn't extinguish on site. Mutar, Aval, Kulayla, Vikelim, Derek, Rajut, Rabim, Milihim, Maim, 
to go bring filled jugs of water to the Rishut Rabim, Dikatarte. Now you got two things. And the gram kibui. So I would have thought maybe what? Don't do that because it's going to entail to Esurim. The odd. Salka da dakamina kibui shari tfeshu barul yoter shiyatzil. Or maybe I can argue say like this. Dafka kibui is mutar because when you do direct uh, extinguishing, it's going to take out the fire. Abalavi kerim dilma kodim shibim tavona delekav and himself shalil shabbat shalil tzorech. To go bring Kelim, by the time you get there, maybe the fire is going to extinguish. I might argue and say, you know what? Don't bring them. Kamash Padan, even if you have to bring them from a different place, we don't say that you're going to have to suspect the fire will go out and give me Halal Shabbat for no reason by carrying them. So that's why it says both cases. Kamash Padan says, Vesirika. We need all these cases for, which we gave a case of the child that got drowned in the water, the child got fought, fell into the pit, the child that's locked behind the door, and we gave the case of the fire. So we need all these cases, the Sirika. If you gave me only the case of Yam, I'd say, you know what? You know why you shouldn't go ask Betin? When a guy is drowning in the water, there's no time to go to Betin. Therefore, you, can't get, you don't need authorization in that case. The kayatif emalo is in the pit. He's just sitting there. So maybe I'll oh, argue. You got to get authorization. Maybe you got to go ask pit. They can tell you, you know what mutab. Okay. So therefore, sedika. That's why you have to say that case also. The ears when I'm bored, mishum dekamivrit. Say, listen, the kid's in a bore. It's pitch black. He's scared. Therefore, you're going to go ask Betin, he's uh, very nervous. He's scared. You know what? Do it immediately. Aval nena delet. But if you just lock behind the door, if shad the atib behagi maybe I can tell you. Listen, go sit on the other side of the door, um shabish le bamguzer, and and play with some nuts. Meaning, keep him busy until uh, Shabbat's over, and then you get him out. Which means on, on the board, even if you're going to keep him busy, he's scared. Mashiachin in the regular door, there's light over there. So I would argue. Well, you know what? Maybe there's a way out. Maybe you have to just you know, preoccupy him with games. Until later, which means, therefore, maybe you cannot do it. Sadiqah. Therefore, say, no, and even in that case, yeah. go do it. You don't need authorization from Betin, even go take him out immediately. Mechabinu Mafsikin, Namali. So, why do you have to give me the case of Mechabinu Mafsikin that you could put out the fire? You don't got to ask Betin to do it immediately. Tafilu lahatser aheret. Even in a different haser. What does this mean, Rashi? Deleka behaser zu. The fire is in one courtyard. But the people are in a different haser. And they either are sick or they are minors, and therefore there's this danger that they might not be able to escape because the fire is going to, to spread. So you could put out the fire in one haser in order that it doesn't spread to another haser and endanger Holim and Ketanim. So that's the Hadush in that case. Amar of Yosef, Amar of Yudah, Amar Shwe, Lo halku b'pikuach nefesh hararof. Klau. When it comes to pikuach nefesh, life and death, we don't go after the rof, majority. What does this mean? Come on, I was going to explain. Hechi dameh. Ine madika tish'a Yisrael v'kuti echad benayu. Maybe you have a case over here where you have nine Jews, and one goy, and you're saying you don't go after Rov, what does that mean? Rubah Yisrael inu, which means there it's Rov Yisrael, which means for example you have a, a, a building that fell. 
You know in the neighborhood there's nine Jews, one Goy. In that case, this is the Rav Yisrael. Of course you have to go uh, and assume that one Yisrael is under there. Therefore you go and you dig it out. So that, that cannot be the case. Look at Rashi. Lo al-chub b'kwanev shahararov. De'iv safik kuti or safik Yisrael. If you have a safik, is it a kuti under there or is it a yisrael fakihin? Which means, even though there's Rov Kutim over there, you don't go after Rov. That's the statement. I review the statement again. Sounds like, even if it's Rov Kutim, don't pay attention. There might be a Jew there. Then we have to go save. So the Gibbara says, give me the case exactly you're talking about. If you're talking about nine Jews, that's nothing. You go after the Rov in that case. Understand, if it's nine Jews, you can go after the Rov. Again, I want to explain the case. When it says, It means we pay no attention to the Rov. Go save, even if there's a Rov against you. So the Kabbalah says, what's the case? If there's nine Jews, the Rov is not against you. Then the Rov is with you. Of course you're going to go save. Ela, what's the case? Palga or Palga. So maybe it's 50-50. You have five Jews, five Goyim. Safek nefashot lakil. Well, that case over there is Yafet Safek. 50-50. What are you going to say in that case? That's not a Rov. But what? Say, because of Sefek. Give me the case where you disregard the Rov. Oh, the case we have nine Goyim and one Jew. The Gemara says, hold it. That's also Pashut. That you save. Why? We have a rule. Rules like this. When you have people that are stationary, let's take it by the case of uh, a piece of meat. Okay, you have ten stores, and you have uh, nine taref, and one kosher. Okay, the stores themselves are considered stationary. Right? The guy goes into one of the stores, he doesn't know which store he walked into, now he has a piece of meat. So the law is, that you don't go with the odds over there. And say, well, odds are that he walked into a tarif store. Right? You don't say 9 out of 10. Which This is called a 50-50 safik. Kol kavua al-mersa dami. We look at it as what? 50% he went into a kosher, 50% he went into a tarif. How would we apply it in this case? In one courtyard, you have 9 guin, 1 Jew, the building fell. Okay? I'm one of them. You don't know, is it the Jew or not? So you're not going to say, well, Rov, Goyim. No, since they're all stationary, the rule will be, So again, that's not a case of Rov. So in that case, we say also, That again. It was, Lord Sericha, The case is where they left. And they went into a different Hatser. Now, what's the law when we have a situation of people, for example, and they leave their stationary position? So then the rules, now the tema called the parish miruba parish. Normally, we have another law that says when you have a group and somebody separates from the group, when it comes to separating from the stationary, the rule is called the parish miruba parish. We assume that. Whoever separates is from the majority. For example, if you found a piece of meat in front of those ten stores, then already the rule is called the parish berubaka parish, which is then already assumed that what? Which is I'll give you enough kamina. If you had nine kosher stores, 
Give it that way. Nine kosher stores and one tarif store. In the stores you went in and bought, it's kavuaka, mehsa, mehsa. 50-50 have to be mahmir. You don't go to the nine majority kosher. That's really the case. But if a piece of meat exited the store, you found on the floor in front of one of the stores, that's called the parish. Called the parish? Mirubaka parish. So therefore the same thing over here. When you had these guys in the first courtyard, they're kavua. Kavua, mehsa, mehsa, dami. Therefore it's a fiqh of a Now they left. Now they left, now you have a code parish, now the building fell on one of them. So I would have thought, what? You go after the majority, you go, You don't go after majority. That's the case that the Gemara's rule was trying to include. contradiction. I have nine goyim, one Jew in the Hasid, Mifakim. And the building falls, but that you have to be Mifakim, because that's Kavua. Kol Kavua, Kemechsa Mechsadami. But if they're in a different Hasid, they moved, and Mifakim. Which means why you go after? No, it sounds like it. And you just told me what? That you don't go after no. So make up your mind. Because like Kasha, had the frosh kulehu. Had the first mixatayu. It depends on how many people left. When do you say you disregard the rov? If all ten they came into the different chaser, where you know for sure the Jew is in there. Normally we would say in that case rov, which means you assume that the building fell on a kuti. But since they all left, so you know for sure that there's a Jew in the second chaser. Don't go after the rov. However, in a case where, let's say, only two, for example, were Purish. In that case, I say, what? Because I got two things working against me. I got the Deen of Rov, and I don't know for sure that there's a Jew there. So they were, that's the case of this Braita. This case of Braita, where he said, if they're in a different Hatsen, you don't save, that's where they didn't all move. What's the case where you say you disregard the Rov, when they all move, when you know for sure the Jews in the second Hatsen, disregard the Deen of Rov. Look at Rashi, first wide line. Had parish kullihu. Now we know there's a Jew in that Hasid, even though they moved, we don't go after Rov, because normally we just say, call the Parish, we don't Parish. We don't even know if there's a Jew in the second Hasid. Since we don't have Azakal, he's there. She's, the leniency is only going to be said when you know he's there. Once he's, you know he's there, then we'll waive the rov rule. But if you don't even know if he's in the second Hatser, then already we're going to say, Kot the Parish, Burbaka Parish, and therefore, you are not Mithakayah Tegal. That's the way that she understands the Hiluk between the two cases.